Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you've seen. Yeah! Ah! Lights! So this is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Raffensperger. And I'm Dave Sellers. And today is Talk Like a Pirate Day. I'm a matey. That's not how you talk like a pirate. That's how I talk like a pirate. That's yeah. how you talk like a pirate, you land lover. You land lovers. All right, what the heck? Like a scurvy dog. That's right. Oh, man. Jim lad. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's great to see you guys again. It's great to record. And um, oh, we're excited. We're recording this episode. We have plans for the next episode. And if you want to be on the watch with us, we're going to be rewatching Event Horizon which is a mashup of horror slash sci-fi, perfect in time for Halloween. Great movie. Not my favorite movie. Oh. No, I, only, I have never seen it, but oh, I'm excited. Only to. because I fast-forwarded through 45 minutes because it was that scary for me when I watched it. Probably, probably tame in today's... Well, so I was an adult. I was like 26, 27. But that's 25 years ago. So, I mean... Okay, knows? so, like, you, you've you lived through a pandemic. The presidential elections themselves are scar- far scarier than whatever, you know, is the sci-fi. We have AI going on. I know, raising kids. I mean, everything, right? I mean, at this point, you're going to be like, why was I even scared of this? Yeah. You, you might be sufficiently desensitized. Yep, I, yes. I think so. It's a kid's I think you'll be okay it. It was yep. definitely the children. Definitely the children. Specifically Kiefer. <laughs> yeah, definitely Kiefer, who's sitting right across from me right now, staring at me. Does he still have that snake? Uh, no, he killed that. Oh, that's that. Although, no. I think... This... Well, you know, if he would have fed it. Oh, it's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's threatening his father. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, well, if you had a boa constrictor, you could probably threaten him, but you don't have a snake anymore. So that's true. Yeah. Yep, uh, way to go, Jen. Dish it out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So let's. Uh, uh, what's oh, Miles? Yes. What is on the Magna Carta tonight for this podcast? Yeah, that's so... not even how you ever like you said. Stay tuned to the end of this program. You'll catch up to this. What we're talking about. All right. Go ahead. Twitching already. We will talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. We have an Aquaman 2 trailer that's out. Um, a writer, writer's and actor strike update. And I saw an interesting article on um, Collider 
the 10 sci-fi movies everyone should see at least once. All right. Nice. And, uh, and our Bonnie Gordon interview. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Sounds good. Well, let's delve into our sci-fi world where we talk about what we've been watching over the past couple of weeks. And uh, Miles, why don't you start us out tonight? All right. So uh, I got the bug again. I started writing another Star Trek Voyager short story novel that will probably never see the light of day because um, uh, Pocket Books doesn't have that uh, program anymore where amateur writers can submit stories. But I had the bug. I felt like writing something, and, and you know, it was a nice, nice little creative outlet. Um, that's how Dayton Ward got started. Uh, was was doing the Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Not to be confused with the show, but with the the books uh, back in the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, I, I watched um, the first time Kick Ass on Netflix. Oh, good oh, movie! Nice, good movie. I I remember that movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I felt sorry for the kid. He obviously had a you know terrible bad cold and and dry skin. Um, so <laughs> poor boy was suffering in that movie. Did, does it hold up? Because I, I watched it right when it came out, so I'm kind of curious if like how it is now. Right, because that's what 10, 15 that's, years ago. Yeah, I would think so. At least twenty ten. Yeah. So. Um, oh goodness, I'm so old. <laughs> that, 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 that's what, <laughs> I was like, when oh, that came out when I was in college. I'm like, oh, that's so old. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it as far as it holding up. I don't know. With, with, with some people's modern day sensibilities, there might be some pushback on that. That would be, you know, that'd be an interesting rewatch. It'd be like, would, would people take offense to some things in that movie? That uh, It's a very violent movie. So maybe. It, it is, if I recall. And. Either- you have a little girl, you know, uh, just just killing people left and right. I mean, uh, granted, you know, they're the bad guys, but uh, she does it very violently. So I don't know, you know, if, if that movie was made today, how people would feel. So I, I, there would probably be some pushback against about that. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. That was, and that was right when Iron Man came out, or shortly thereafter. So it's interesting because, like, it's this like. I don't want to say like a mock superhero movie, but it it kind of was a critique of superheroes before it even like really ballooned into Marvel today. So maybe maybe at some point we'll have to revisit that that movie because yeah, now I'm now now I'm curious. Oh, and you can't, I, I would love to talk to you guys. To you guys. Oh yeah, especially when you can't you know forget the magnificent uh, the magnificent performance of. Uh, Oh, damn it. Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. Especially when he's on fire. Well, I mean, every every <laughs> performance. Yes. I mean, Nicolas Cage. I mean, can't go wrong with that. No, not at all. It's not crazy or anything. <laughs> yeah, that was a good movie, Miles. That was a good movie. Yeah. So, I, I don't know why I never got, watched it, but I finally watched it a few, couple weeks ago. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm joining Ashoka on, um, on, on Disney+. Plus. I know it's not getting a lot of love with, with some people, but I'm liking it. It's something different and you know, they're in space a lot more off, which is kind of cool. And you know, Ahsoka does some cool things in space, the lightsaber. Um, w- <laughs> w- watching, watching, uh, 
I didn't watch you Star Trek Lower Decks on, on Paramount Plus. It is it is silly and ridiculous, but they did some f- cool things on there. I am reading the uh, Time Patriot book uh, part three by uh, Kim McGee and Martha McGee. Um, I finished that book up. I am currently reading a Drive Through Time uh, by uh, Andre. Uh, I'm going to pronounce the last name badly, but it's 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 spelled S A G O. So that's what I'm reading right now. Good, good. Awesome. Chrissy, let's hear about what's going on in your sci-fi world. Well, I finished um, The Once and Future King, okay. which I I really don't know how to describe the book because at first it's very like silly and almost like Monty Python-esque retelling of the Arthurian legend. And then it gets like kind of serious in the middle and then ends on like, a very like philosophical explanation and exploration of like mankind and like the different political like options that we have. And it's a very like post world war two viewpoint. And it's it's very like advanced thinking for the age, but also still very rooted in the time period that it was written. So some of the stuff is like, very racist which is like this like nails on chalkboard kind of thing you're like oh oh don't don't say that especially not in a british accent oh like just no it's always it's always better in a pirate accent (laughs) um it is much better mateys in a pirate accent everything (laughs) well no not everything You, you can't make racist stuff sound good no accent. Fair enough. There's just there's just not a way of saying there's, it. There's there is a line. There's a line. There, there's a line. It's right here. Don't don't go over it. Um. So, but I but I really liked it, and I can see why a lot of people think of it as a classic fantasy novel that you should read. Um, and just a, like um a hallmark of. British literature, um, you know, not just because of the time period it was written, but also the subject matter and like the mindset and the exploration of ideas. So I, I do recommend um, listening to an audiobook rather than reading it, if for no other reason that the narrator is hysterical and very expressive. Um, sometimes you get with audiobooks, it's just like, eh, you could take it or leave it. But this was this was a really good narrator. Um, the other thing I, I finished just about the trilogy of um, of Blood and Fire by Ryan Cahill. Um, so that's what I, I did. I also um, obviously was playing World of Warcraft and I started watching Ahsoka because I knew that it would be a homework assignment eventually. Um, and then my friend was asking me to explain Wheel of Time to her. I explain Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time series to you because I don't even know what all the things that they got wrong are. So I had to watch like the first two or three episodes of that in order to explain to her what they were talking about. And then also explain to her why it was all wrong. So (laughs) I I must love her a lot to put myself through that. But anyways, and obviously it's totally a pirate day. So I'm, I'm dressed as kind of piratey and I have been known to talk piratey, but I'm not going to subject Dave to any more pirate talk because I think he will come to my house and, and strangle me if I keep it up too much. 
You're a scholar and a saint. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that might be, sir. That, that might be. might be. I freaking ruined it. I. <laughs> now all those we can times get. You subjected me to we, that awful. We can get Dave to swap the deck now. <laughs> that's, 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 that's. You're, you're like. It's literally nails and dog words. I don't know what you're doing, but that's not how you talk like a pirate. Oh, uh, I don't know. We should have talk like a pirate. Tutorial. Oh, great. <laughs> there's there's the tutorial. Yeah, maybe you can give us one right here now. Just kidding, don't. Uh, <laughs> but, hey. hey. No, I don't think I'd be doing that. All right, Dave, how about you? What's uh, going on in your science fiction world? I am loving Ahsoka. Um, I, I hate that there's only three episodes left. Uh, but, uh, yeah, loving Ahsoka. I'm really enjoying Lower Decks again. I'm glad that's back for another season. Um, I did start rewatching DS9 because why not? I caught an episode again the other night while I was sleeping and... It uh, was one I, I never remembered. Didn't remember watching or anything like that before. No, I did, but didn't remember it. So I was like, oh, I got to go back and rewatch it again. So as I've been doing that, I've also been jumping back into Star Trek Online a bit more. And I have been working on writing a backstory for a character that I'm going to be using in uh, a D&D group that I just got invited to. Starting in a couple of weeks. I'm coming in kind of mid-campaign they're bringing me into it so enjoying writing my character's backstory and having a lot of fun awesome very good yeah and uh this weekend we played what black clover what was it called black orchestra black orchestra yes that sounds interesting it was fan we we, uh yeah we uh it was a plot to assassinate hitler which we uh, I'm already on it. Which we did one time, and then another time we were called out. So yes, and in and in jail a lot apparently. <laughs> but yes, uh, it was a uh, it was fun. It's a fun cooperative. If you like cooperative games, it's it's great. It's a fantastic, and it's um totally totally enjoyed it. And so thanks Dave for bringing it in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But, I played a couple solo rounds of it since then, sitting okay. at home and good. Oh, uh, so you can play it cooperatively or solo? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. A lot easier solo. Yeah. Although, I, I don't know, dice rolling card draws really helped me out those two times as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you know to say three, right? Not three. When you're a German, when you're in Germany. What? Trying to assassinate Hitler. You hold up your thumb, your pointer, and your middle finger to say three in Germany. Three B. Here, three there. You don't. You don't hold it up like this. Why? Well, because one, you'll be counted as American. You'll be quickly and subsequently, you know, killed. Not, not, not today. Back, back in Germany time. Back in, back in Nazi (laughs) Germany. Oh, good. That was that was slightly an inglorious bastards reference, but also in the Ah. theater. I like immediately knew before they even started shooting and killing everyone in the scene. I was like, "Oh crap!" And like, I like turned to my boyfriend at the time. I was like, "He just said three, and they she should have done this instead." And then instantaneously, the whole thing just starts blowing up. And I was like, "See, I told you, it's not how you say three in German." 
It's very important if you're going to try to assassinate Hitler. The things you learn at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. How to talk like a pirate and how to assassinate Hitler. Very important. Yes, yes. You know, there's, 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 there's other skills, but these skills are important skills for life. Well, you know, if you ever build a time machine and you're trying to go back and assassinate Hitler, like you can't just like build the time machine and go like you're going to need to infiltrate the Third Reich and all that other stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you need to know these things. I actually read a time travel novel series of them killing Hitler and seeing what happened. And it was actually a bad idea that they killed Hitler because what ended up happening was... Um, as bad as the Hitler and the Nazis were, um, the Soviets were worse. And so uh, they kind of, um, I don't know what the right word is, but they kind of um, filled the gap. Rest- you know, well, they kind of restrained and weakened the Soviet Union enough so they couldn't have been uh, a worse um, superpower that they became. Later on, so it was just you know I don't know if it's wrong or it's right, but it, it was it, but it's an interesting exploration of okay if we do this, Very what might happen? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it you know it, it's it, there's no well, good way to good do good this. intentions can lead to negative consequences. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Very well, interesting idea. That's why I, I like we don't reading. screw with the timeline. Yeah. Yes, That's right. I'm looking uh, at you, J.J. Abrams. We don't unless screw it's the a Kelvin timeline, and then you can screw with it all you want. When you create your own timeline, you can do whatever you want. That's right. That's right. That is so true. Um, the other thing I did, probably the other two significances, I'm st- I watched Ahsoka twice, um, once by myself, and then once when I got Kiefer to watch it. Just uh, got caught up tonight uh, until 9 o'clock, and then now, I won't be did, caught up anymore. Did you and he see... Um, Rebels and the Clone Wars. Cartoons. So I'm working my way currently through Rebels. I watch most of the Clone Wars. Um, I don't okay. think I finished Rebels, and so I'm looking forward to continuing to work my way through it. Um, but Episode Five, man, that was that's where the tears were at. It, uh, it, it it was a tearjerker, and I really did enjoy it. And even watching it a second time, I uh, was got a little bit teary eyed um, watching it. So. It was uh, pretty fantastic. Also, working my way through Wheel of Time, I'm I'm about a half episode behind, and so uh, I'm overall enjoying it. I am wondering why that. I am wondering if someone who wasn't familiar with the series how they would feel about it, because there are you some th- there are some things I'm watching saying I know where this is going because. I've read all 13 books, but or 14 books. But uh, if you didn't read that, I'm like, mm, maybe there's, um, mm, yeah, these people from across the sea that this showed up. Oh, okay. So, so my friend Elise is watching it completely fresh, and she's like, "Oh, this is such a great series. I really like it. This all this stuff." And I'm just like, Elise, really. She's like, no, it's a really good series. I'm like, it's butchering the books. I'm like, but but again, have- this is one of the curses. This is why uh, watching Foundation is so refreshing because I have so much distance from the books. I don't even remember what's going on. And, yeah, so um, mo- 
most of the time I won't watch something if I've read the books. I just I just don't like it most of the time because I'm just like they're they're just not going to do it right. Um, so I mean, <clears throat> Game of Thrones started out being fairly you know following the books fairly well, and then it just completely veered off and jumped the shark and I don't know what they were on about extensive fan fiction, if you ask me. Um, which I guess technically it had to be because, you know, the books weren't published or whatever. But still, um, at a certain point, you may as well just go onto like one of those fan fiction sites and just start reading those for all the live action stuff is worth. Yeah. So I think that's about yeah. I think that's about it. So it's Ahsoka and Wheel of Time. Those are the main things. Still reading through the Dresden Files and enjoying it. And um, yeah, there we go. Well, let's move into um, other news. So, do we want to watch this trailer? Oh yeah. So this is the Aquaman two in the Lost Kingdom. Which I saw had dropped, but didn't watch yet. So I'm watching this with fresh eyes, and so let's uh, let's 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 play this and then talk about it. Four years ago, I was basically unemployed, a wanderer with no home. But now, I'm a husband and a father, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm lied to pops. My job was a little less stressful than yours. Oh yeah, I finally got a job. I'm the king of Atlantis. Half a billion people from every known species in the sea call this place home. But that doesn't mean they all like me. Gonna kill Aquaman and destroy everything he holds dear. I'm gonna murder his family and burn his kingdom to ash. He must be stopped, or a global meltdown is imminent. I think I know someone I might be able to help us. Ooh, you look rough. Do not call me, brother. I cannot believe you let this happen. Yeah, well, I hate this job. True king builds bridges, right? (laughs) True king builds bridges. (laughs) We need to find Manta. He's different now. He's stronger than before. It's the Black Trident. During King Atlan's time, there were seven kingdoms. And the trident was a curse upon them all. The trident's dark magic is spreading. He means to end the bloodline. I don't know what lies ahead, but we can't leave our children in a world without hope. You're not as bad at this as you think. You lead, the seven kingdoms will follow.
Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Coming out this Christmas. What do you guys think? I mean, that's a superhero movie. <laughs> like, it's a DC superhero movie. Yeah. That's the thing. DC has a lot of work to do because they've had some major duds this past year. To, to be fair, um, I, I would argue that the first Aquaman movie, besides Wonder Woman, was probably one of my favorite of the DC movies. Like I, I didn't, I did enjoy that. Fair. And, Fair. and so I, I do remember a lot of people saying it was a good DC movie. Um, right. The first I, Aquaman made over a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. So it was the first movie killed it. Teachers make that all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. I think that the um, and so I think there's a certain amount. Uh, there's a so it's it's difficult to get a feel for the movie because there's so much spectacle going on in this two minute trailer, right? This two to three minute trailer, um, which obviously the point is to to kind of call us in, um, but I'm hoping we get a little bit of depth. As well, D- despite my my headphones leading you all to think that I like a lot of flashy lights and spectacle in in my stuff, um, anymore I see tons and tons of spectacles, and like I'm internally going, "Oh, that's nice. We've seen this before." I know. Well, even <laughs> even your response, even your response, Chris, when we got out of it, oh, another superhero movie, says <laughs> something about maybe the fatigue of the amount of. Superhero movies. Like, I remember, I, like- I remember, like, what, Batman in the day when I was growing up, it was like the Tim Burton Batman, and it was, uh, you know, Clooney yes. and Keaton. And they came out like once every four years, you got a superhero movie. Maybe. Yeah. And it was exciting. And, yeah. And they weren't even that good in retrospect, but they were still, oh, th- don't, even, don't even look <laughs> at me that way. The only bat, the only real Batman is Christopher Nolan's Batman, and hands down, I'll fight you on it. I, I will join you in that fight. Yeah, see, two I, against I, one, Dave. Two against one. I loved that trilogy. It was a really good. It trilogy. was fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, it was absolutely was. You can't be Heath Ledger's the Joker. You just can't. You can't. No. Yeah, You're like that. Nicholson. That is. I will. Them's fighting words. I'll fight you. Yeah, they will. Right here, right now. Let's go. Did you ever dance with the devil in the hearty. I will take you yeah. with <laughs> to the gang play with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's interesting. They go ahead. Are bringing, um, the, well, the guy who that was the uh, antagonist in the first film, they're bringing him back to help, uh, you know, Arthur slash Aquaman fight uh, Black Manta. So that, you know, that could be interesting. Yeah. So how did they reconcile? Oh, I'm really glad we're seeing Rex in this movie. It's great that the clone trooper got another chance. Boba Fett? Yeah. You bet, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a real Star Wars like DC crossover and let's just do it. Let's just I'm I'm, th- I'm doing it. Yeah. Time traveling Jedi or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Although technically I believe 
Star Wars is set in the past. It is. So if they time traveled, it would be to the, their future. Yeah, in a galaxy far, far away. And yeah, a long, long time ago. Therefore, yeah. we could have futuristic time traveling Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. Work. Although Rex was not a Jedi, so. Well, I'm gonna have. I want lightsabers <laughs> in my next DC film. All right, <laughs> fine. Like, we're gonna make fine. This you can have it. But. It's like the multiverse. Multiverse. Yeah. I'm sure JJ will be available to direct it. <laughs> as long as they're lens layers and we can't go wrong. Yeah, uh, you won't be able to see past them. Won't be. So I don't know. Um, I guess let, let round table here. Like, so are we looking forward to this Aquaman movie? We're joking about maybe a little bit of superhero fatigue. Um, are we excited about Aquaman? Um, are we like... Okay, another superhero. Like, wh- where where are we at with this? Let's kind of let's kind of go around. Miles, let's start with you. I'm cautiously optimistic. The first the first Aquaman was amazing, and it did tremendous box office numbers. Hopefully, this one will as well. There's a bit of a dark cloud over it because of the whole Amber Heard thing. You know, with Johnny Depp back in the summer, uh, I don't know if that will keep uh, ticket um, buyers away, moviegoers away, or whatever. Um, I think most people have like half forgotten about it. Yeah, I see people on social media chime in here and there, but um, really, because I completely forgot about it until this moment. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up, Miles. Will not let you forget, Miles. Thanks a lot. (laughs) That's what I'm here for, Scott. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) <laughs> just to bring up the past, bring up the past. Um, Stop doing slow. that. Yeah, but um, you're cautiously optimistic about it. You're you're like hopeful. You know, I, the first I'll wait to hear some reviews about it. Whether I commit to spending money to go see it in the box, get in the theater. If 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 the reviews are decent, I'll you know I like with the Flash. I, I had high expectations for Flash, and that was. An okay movie and a dud at the box office. Um, now it's available for streaming. Uh, I'll, but I'll. So that's what I might do with with Aquaman is uh, just wait to hear some reviews before I uh, decide what to do to go see it. Sounds good. I'll, I'll see it eventually, but whether I spend the money to go see it in, in the theaters to be determined. Yeah, Dave, how about you? Where are you at with this? I'll wait till it gets on HBO Max. All right. I mean. I know we'll watch it. My wife loves Jason Momoa, so we'll watch it at some point. But yeah, I mean, I haven't even seen the newest Batman movie yet, though mm. so I'm not exactly pumped and amped to see it. But it's got to be it's it's got to be a really really promising movie, or at least one from one of my big a big franchise that I like for me to spend my hard-earned money to go to the theater anymore sounds good chrissy where are you at with this uh, it's a superhero movie I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm kind of over them like i've been like once i think like infinity war and its conclusion like happened i was like okay we, we've now bookmarked everything it's all good and now i'm done like i was just mentally done and i know that that was marvel and not dc but I really didn't get into DC unless it was like, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman, um, like the Joker, that movie I watched 
loved. Um, but that I don't think that was officially a DC movie, was it? That was just, I think that was just a movie. Yeah, I don't we'll call it a DC movie. It was in the D- it's DC characters, DC proprietary stuff. So right, yeah, but I didn't like really feel like it was in like the greater DC universe of well, the even the DC of- movies. Don't even feel like they're in the greater DC universe. They, well, I think I think that might be one of the, one of the problems is they're all so like disjointed, disconnected. Because like Marvel, you have like these movies and they like kind of like all linked up together, right. and like you really felt like it was a coherent narrative that like was moving you forward throughout. And then you had like these tangential storylines and then started hooking up more and more as you went along. And this just kind of feels like, you know, this person's writing their stuff over. Like it doesn't feel like there's any coherent anything. And like, they can't figure out what they're doing. Uh, it's very directionless. And, um, you know, in in some ways that might be a strength because like you can watch each individual movie and really just need to watch that individual movie without having you know to take the cliff notes version of the movie you missed or didn't see or whatever um but yeah i don't i don't know i'm just not that excited about it so it's going to depend on what i'm doing over christmas and what else is coming out, um, and whether Kiefer wants to go see it, as to whether I actually make the call. It's not uh, watching it is definitely it's going to be a visual experience. It's going to look good, but will the story carry it? I'm hopeful, but we'll see. That's kind of where I'm at with that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, uh, Miles. I hear you have an update on the writers and actors strike. Tell us a little bit about that. Ooh, yeah, yes. uh, nothing new to report. Oh, so okay. I mean, on to the next I, thing. I, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, honestly, I looked on before we we met. I was looking. Is there anything any new developments? And after forty days, uh, they're still. It's still at a standstill. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, speaking of Jason Momoa, they pushed. Uh, Dune back because of the writer's strike. Oh no! Yeah, so curses. I know that's okay. it it's done good cause. It's done. They they just pushed the release date back. I'm not sure why, but it, it was blamed on that at least. Yeah, because I was like, I thought that was done, but maybe yeah. like there's some sort of contractual thing within the back end mechanisms. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the uh, this top ten list. Miles, tell us a little bit about this top ten list. So this is the top ten list suggested by Collider. Um, well, actually, a, a red article, but I made it on Collider. Um, and the ten sci-fi movies uh, that we shall see at least once. I think most of us have seen mo- most of these movies. I'd be curious, you know. What, what what movies you guys have uh, seen or not seen yet? So I guess the question: we're, uh, Why don't you run us down through the list ten to one, and we'll do we'll talk about each one as you mention it, um, and then I think in the end we'll say: Is there any other movie that we feel should be on this list that's not on this list? Okay, uh, the first one, uh, number 
what made number 10 was Blade Runner. We actually reviewed that in the podcast a few years ago. We did. We did. And and I actually watched it. So. <laughs> That's but, the original Harrison Ford one, I assume. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, I watched I watched yeah. that twice, Never maybe know. three times. I've That's seen it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely. own that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I think because oh, of what I think because of what it's saying and what it does is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one on the list is Primer. I have not seen it. It's Time travel movie. Book. You should see that. A, yes, I. I Go ahead. What year was this released in? Early two thousands is my guess. Really? I, I don't I, recall I, this I, I one. Could, at it could all. be. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, 2000, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Oh, I wonder if it was a fall release. I wouldn't have known anything if it was a fall release. Would have been neck deep in marching band. So I watched it, and I was, I was, I was. um, (laughs) I know, nerd, right? I was, I was, I like, I was whelmed by it. Not overwhelmed. uh, Not entirely underwhelmed. Just whelmed. It was. It was an okay. It was okay. You know, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised this one's on the list. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I never heard of that one. Yep. But didn't do much for you, Scott. No, definitely not. I did watch it, but didn't do much for me. I on my list, this would not have made my list. No. Okay. What well, made number eight on this list was Total Recall, the original one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I do remember this one. I think I saw it like once. I probably watched it two or three times. I this is the movie theaters. with the famous three-breasted alien, right? That's the scene I watched 50 times. Okay. As a kid. Just kidding. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> the thing that Scott, we were legally not in my mind about this movie. It's, it's, a, it's a three-breasted alien. Yeah. Yeah. With Johnny Cab. But there we go. Voiced by uh, Robert Picardo. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And it, and, and, and and that that movie was not in Robert Carter's ass. No, Yar. not at all. <laughs> no, we didn't see his ass in it. <laughs> Which is a damn shame. No, it <laughs> certainly is. But you got to see the triple-breasted woman. Well, I mean, if we're if we had to pick, I know, right? <laughs> Number seven, Miles. Number seven, I didn't. I didn't know. I have never heard this movie. It's called Scanner with Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Does this does this ring a bell with anybody? So I watched it, it, but I feel like I'm missing something by not having seen it because it's got Keanu Reeves. See, I animated. This is the the. I think they have the they have the title wrong. It's actually it's, it's actually Scanner Darkly. And that's a movie that I did see. It was a sci-fi okay. thriller. It came out Scanner in 2006. What? Scanner Darkly. It had Robert Downey Jr., Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, Woody Harrelson, uh, Roy Cochrane. Oh. Like it had a, an all-star cast. It was well worth it. But is that animated? Uh, yes, it was an animated. Movie. I was gonna say it looks like it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. How yep. did I not watch this at the height of my anime? Like, yeah, well, not really anime, but animated. But yeah. it was animated, not anime. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I saw that one. Number six. There, but, 
Uh, so that, let me back up. I can see Total Recall on this list because it's kind of a quintessential sci-fi film. Um, <laughs> Scanner Darkly, maybe for its topic, but it wouldn't be in my top 10 list if we had it. No. Uh, uh, Number six? Number six, uh, RoboCop, the, the original one. with uh, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely saw that one. Yep, and I definitely, like, quintessential sci-fi. Um, yeah. It was also a fun commentary on the 80s. Um, yep. Just a lot of commercialism and... Uh, um, where they, where they think th- thought things in the future might go in that movie. So yeah, uh, yeah. That, so I, that, that that would be that would be on my list. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called number five. It's called Coherence. This came out in 2013. Um, no, I, I I've never heard of this movie. It's, this sounds like it's almost it's an independent film or something. So I feel like this is um, a, a nicher. Like a niche list. It's definitely a niche one. Um, so as you look at, there's actually, um, well, yeah. So coherence, 2013. I don't reckon. I don't recognize the actors. This would definitely not be on my list. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm wrong. Those listeners listening, if you think it should be on my list, convince me otherwise. But not in my list. I mean, like maybe if we watched it, we'd be like, oh, this definitely should be on the list. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, uh, next one. Number four is Edge of Tomorrow with uh, with, with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Uh, I, I saw that on streaming. I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, that's a it's a good one. It's a good one because you really question like what is reality in it, and I and I do like it because of it. It's a it's a fantastic, fantastic movie in my opinion. Yeah, it's you know how Tom Cruise figures out how to make use of this time loop he is in yeah. um, to his advantage. So like uh, I heard there Go ahead. Well I heard, I heard there, there's talk of a sequel. Okay. So like I like the movie. Would it be in my top 10? I don't know that I would place it there, but it certainly wasn't enjoyable, it was well done. Yeah, right. I'm I'm a little confused by this list. Is it like is it a top 10 that you should see or simply like this person's favorite sci-fi movies because none of them are striking me as like seminal works of like sci-fi so i feel like so i I agree chrissy i think i feel like we're missing the premise for this list i Um, I feel like i am too because because i think that there's more like like so like i can see arrival being on oh i'm doing the let's finish the list and let's talk about it yeah Yeah. okay well we'll finish the list sorry i'm adhd okay keep me on track yeah number three all right number three um Sorry, I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to. I was going to put a link to the article in the um, in the chat, um, but uh, my computer is freezing up. If somebody else can read number three, number three is Time Cop with Van Dam. Yes, I love that one. So, uh, fan- I, 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 so. fantastic eighties yeah. movie. It would not have made my top ten. It, despite nah. me, just, just despite me liking it, I mean, I like I like Van Dam as much as the next one, but yeah, I would have put Universal Soldier above Time Cop. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna like talk about if we're gonna talk Van about Dam. that, but yeah, yeah, but I did I did see it, and um, there. And number two, 
Gattaca. Is Gattaca. I did see that one. See, that's kind of like the kind of movie that I would expect on this list. Yeah, this one doesn't surprise me being in this list. Wouldn't be in my top 10, but I can understand why it's here. Yeah. Right. Like, it makes sense to be on this list. Yeah. And number one? Number one on this list was Arrival, and I have not seen this movie, uh, but maybe I should. Yeah, fairly recent one for the list. Um, it's a good movie. It is. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know that I would personally put this on like my top 10, but again, are we talking about movies that make a statement about something? Then maybe, maybe again, I, I think Chrissy, what we were saying, we don't really have a good premise for this. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking at the article and it's a science fiction known as the literature of ideas typically centers around fantasy and futuristic concepts such as time travel, advanced technology, and space exploration. Through the years, the science fiction genre has had a major influence on society as well as filmmakers, blah, 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 with iconic classics such as Invasion of the Body Snatches and 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's easy to see why science fiction continues to be one of the most popular genres today. Like other film genres, some sci-fi films reign superior compared to others, but titles like Total Recall, Robocop, and Arrival starring Amy Adams are worth seeing at least once. So, according to the fans of Reddit, these are science fiction movies that everyone should see at least once in their lifetime. So, I'm guessing it was, like, maybe some sort of voting process that people, like, went through. So, yeah, well, this I, I is, didn't vote for him. No, I'm just kidding. This, this, this is a convenience sample of Redditors. Um, so, this is according to whatever, um, I guess, population is standard for the subreddit of science fiction. Right. I'm assuming most likely males ages, you know, 30s, 40s. Feel like Stop judging my list, Chrissy. <laughs> These are good movies. Your list, I'm simply saying that the typical the typical population that would have responded would have been thus. Therefore, no. the convenience sample may not be representative of the entire population. And well, it is so, reflective, possibly, of their own preferences <laughs> as opposed to true, actual Yeah, I'm reading this and I'm thinking the, the, the opening to this article where it's like, to me, this is saying, you know, everyone knows all the big guys, you know, like Kubrick, Lucas, Nolan, uh, all the big directors who've made the big hit movies. But these are good movies in the genre that you should see at least once. So maybe these are supposed to be like the lesser known. Yes, good the lesser movies? knowns. Yeah. Okay, because that I'm like I'm looking at being like so you know I can buy I, it. I, I said that if it's lesser known movies, I wouldn't put Blade Runner on here or Total Recall for that matter. Right, and, and probably not I'm, RoboCop. The rest well, of them but, maybe. But again, maybe, but if, if you're again if you're, if you're taking your your samples stuff from Reddit, you're right. It's people in that demographic where kids aren't watching that stuff because it's old. I mean, Blade Runner, a great movie, but it's a bit slow. Right, right. Right. From when it was made. And same so with 2001, gonna, right? Yeah, same so, with 2001. The cornerstone movies of the genre, in my opinion, but you're not going to get a, a, a young person or somebody new coming into this genre to pick that up or you're right because they're they're not naming like some of the real like big classic movies that you would expect on here i mean 2001 is not even on here yeah yeah 2001 like none of the star wars movies are on there and i'm like i think but maybe it's 
Yeah. If you're talking about lesser known movies, I think one that I would put on that's maybe not as popular, but I think speaks to the day is AI by Spielberg. I think Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just the message I mean, of it. And it's, and it's favorite movies is Fifth Element. I oh, yeah. Fifth Element. Another one that I think should be on here because it was kind of niche in his time. I mean, it's Chris Rock at his best. Come on. Great movie. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's not Chris Rock. It's Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris so, Tucker. You're right. Chris yeah. Tucker. A lot of people mix the two of them up. Yeah, so, just, you yeah. know, it's, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's not, but, you know. Um, Deuce Ex Machina. Y- yes. yes. I, well, and there are some, like, science fi like anime on flux Go- yeah, yeah. Go- ghost in a shell that right there kitty cat mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> even the live action aeon flux wasn't horrible you mean you mean ghost in the shell no i mean aeon flux oh i only ever i only ever saw the live action oh yeah oh, i thought you were talking about an anime no i was yeah. i was talking about the live action oh, yeah. uh, ghost in the shell oh, you didn't realize that it was an anime no. as well Okay. Yeah. So I mean, and and I finally remember the pirate movie Harlock. Harlock. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Great, great science. There's just some great um, science fiction. Yeah, so I think that AI would definitely be in my list. I would put the Matrix personally on it, but it's two right. block, but two blockbuster maybe for what this list is calling for. And we're trying to like determine what is this, what made this list what it is. Certainly, that would appeal. I would think to a more current generation. But if we're talking about movies that you should see at least once, um, these seem to be things that you wouldn't necessarily gravitate to, but maybe you should see. So Howard the right. Duck. No, honey, no. <laughs> what was that? What was that <laughs> dang crystal one you made me watch? Oh, Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah, that one should be on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. It should be on there most definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll yeah. say Dark Crystal, but that's not sci-fi. Um, so, yeah, it, it was in Anyways. assignment, but I'm not sure that I understand it, <laughs> given yeah. their answers. So I think that is part of it is a, it's a good list. It's an issue. It gets us talking, but um, our top 10 movies of all time. I, I don't think that I would avoid any of the blockbusters. And it would be interesting if we were to do a generational poll as to, you know, what I would do in the Dave, you're what, about 10 years younger than me? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm 10 years younger than Dave's? Yes, yes, definitely. 10 years younger than Dave. And we could like do a poll like generationally. I could ask Kiefer. And then, and then you have to get Kiefer. So you have your millennial, right. your Gen Z. Yeah, bring the, bring the, uh, bring the Zoomers in. And, um, and Miles is just timeless. So he is. So like, whatever you get in there. Yeah, he's absolutely. like Merlin. He actually ages backwards. I, I think younger. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, to give you to give you a little bit of perspective on this, there's another article linked in the one that uh, that we were talking about here for the 13 most rewatchable sci-fi movies, and number one, The Fifth Element came into that. One. Okay. See. See now See? I want now I want to know that list. But maybe that list should be for another time. Yeah. It, you know what? We we can definitely put a pin in this conversation and and go through that list because, you know, I I think I think my hunch is correct in that these might be what people think you should watch that you're not watching anymore. Right. So because yeah. it's not like they put 
the first movie of Dune, which was a phenomenal adaptation of, of the book. I don't have that many complaints having read the book and watched the movie, which we know is rare. Of I me mean, not like sitting there, right? Twitching that's wrong. Um, I I accept the constraints of movie runtime and that some parts had to be cut. Like I understand right. that. Um, like Tom Bombadil had to be cut from Lord of the Rings. We're just gonna accept that and move on with our lives. Um, some of us are gonna accept that. To say <laughs> you really wanted a naked man just running across the screen. Oh, Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we need more of. We in our do. Lives. We do. We need Tom Bombadil <laughs> running across the screen. <laughs> he was not <laughs> naked. Where did you see that? Tolkien did not like, write him naked. I, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> For comedic effect here. Ugh. Um. Anyways. So uh, <laughs> I gotta now, now. I have to go and listen to that book again. Thanks a lot, Chrissy. You're welcome. You're so so welcome. Um, well, with that being said, we can we can talk about this forever. <laughs> we got to get into our interview tonight, and as my understand, we have a Star Trek interview tonight. Is that right, Miles? That Other movies that did not make this on that list. Yeah, Star Trek movies. Yeah, Star Trek movies, especially the J.J. Abrams movies. They're noticeably missing. Say especially number four. It was especially the, the those three movies belong on this list. Watched at least once. I hate you too. Possibly multiple <laughs> times. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> The, the lady who I interviewed, she had nothing to do with the J.J. verse movies. Uh, in fact, she was the voice of the computer for uh, Star Trek Prodigy, the uh, the, the, the Starship Protostar. Um, but, um, yeah, so I met her at Shore Leave. Uh, she was very accessible. Um, she wasn't necessarily one of the guests I had permission to ask for interview, but I did anyways. I don't necessarily been always doing that, but you know, she, she she was accessible, you know, so I did it. And you know, the, her, her table was not too crazy. Um, but uh, she was also doing a lot of live performing. I mean, she 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 was a great entertainer. I mean, she was doing um, some some parodies on stage, so uh, everybody loved her at the con. She was just the con darling that weekend. But uh, yeah, so so I had a nice interview with her. She she does other voice acting, um, and I've seen her on social media a bit because of uh, the whole strike thing. I mean, I'm sort of following things going on with the Star Trek actors and and, and with the strike, and, and and she's come up too. So uh, so she so she's kind of relevant now too. But she she was fantastic. Uh, she could have been nicer. She gave me a great interview and. Uh, Good. I think she. Anybody who's seen her at a con just said, "What, what a pleasure she is." Yeah, fantastic. All right, really so uh, this is an interview from Shore Leave, and um, we hope you enjoy. Yeah. 
Sci-Fi fans, we're at Shore Leave 23, and we're hanging out with the lovely Ms. Bonnie Gordon. Sci-Fi fans who are enjoying Star Trek Prodigy have been enjoying Ms. Gordon lending her voice talents as a ship's computer. Ms. Gordon's IMDb resume is an impressive acting and voice acting in many well-known independent sci-fi fantasy and comedy projects. And Ms. Gordon, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us on the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I saw your show yesterday morning and you're a fantastic entertainer. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, <clears throat> if you're at a con and Ms. Gordon's there, you, you got to see her show. That's with, right. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you won't be disappointed. I do a lot of nerdy comedy music. Uh, you speak to us then. Yes, my and, people, my people. And uh, I'm just going to give a chance for you. You, you have some of your uh, work on, on audio CD. So. I do, I do. And, and they're also available online, Amazon Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes. You just search um, Library Bards, that's the name of my comedy band. Mm -hmm. Or you can just search my name, Bonnie Gordon, for my solo album. But um, we're easy to find. If you just search my name or my band name, we're, we're very easy to find. We have videos up on YouTube, some music videos. So, yeah, we have some we have some fun stuff up. She has some great stuff, folks. Check it Thank out. Thank you. I don't want to dwell, but it'd be negligent not to mention that Paramount seems to be done with Star Trek Prodigy. However, there is still a tremendous effort by fans and Star Trek alumni trying to sound the voice that fans want to keep it going. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's it's so sad what, what, what happened with Prodigy. However, they're not stopping production on it. They're completing the production of season two. I heard that. Which means, you know, I believe the producers are very confident in, in pitching it to a different um, streaming service or, or getting it seen somehow. So I'm I'm not panicking yet until they start panicking. So until the, until until I see them start to, to panic is when I'll panic. Okay. Yeah. It seems like they're very confident that it'll find another home, and because the fan base has been so supportive and mm -hmm. incredible, um, and made so much noise, I have a feeling um, that you know, hopefully it'll be. Someone will take notice and, and, and pick it up somewhere. It'll find a home. I think it'll find a home. I'm glad you're optimistic. Um, I know as an, just as an adult, I'm, I enjoy it. I know that a lot of kids enjoy it. A lot, you know, a lot of parents love it because it's teaching good lessons to their children. Absolutely. It's, it's a show, you know, it, it was definitely advertised as a kid's show, but really it's for everyone. Oh, yeah. And it's it, what a great opportunity to introduce kids to Star Trek as well as bring in older generations to watch with them and it's something that everyone can enjoy together and, and a family can enjoy the fandom together Absolutely. which is really special <clears throat> uh, when you record do you typically record with a cast or independently well prodigy actually was one of those rare shows where we had to record the majority of all of it especially season one during covid right. so we were all remote we weren't even in the studio mm -hmm. um I was uh, I was recording most of Prodigy in my bedroom. Oh wow! Yeah, so we were all via Zoom. Um, everyone was all over the country. Um, in, in some cases, different countries because some some of the cast are international. So there was no way to really all get together because uh, with COVID regulations, especially in, in in California, with the studios, if one person gets COVID, the entire production pretty much shuts down. So they were very strict about it. They slowly started opening the studios, but they're still very strict. Most everyone tunes in via Zoom and there's just usually you and the audio engineer in inside the studio at a time. So it used to be that there'd be a lot more people uh, in rec recording sessions, but now it's very remote. Um, which you know, it's kind of sad because I enjoy the energy of having everyone there and like, oh, yeah. and, um, but it, it, it's still been just a wonderful experience to be a part of and it, what a great team we have. Everyone from like the directors to the producers, they all tune in and 
and um, are there, you know, every step of the way with every piece of the production. So awesome. Have you had a chance to meet any of your fellow cast members in person? I have, I have. I've met Riley quite a bit, the little girl who plays Rock Talk. She's yeah. she's so cute and she's so sweet. Um, I have been fortunate enough to meet Kate Milgrew. Nice. And she's been wonderful. She's uh, of course she's she's always wonderful. So and obviously I've I've gotten to meet some of the um, some of the other cast who who've done um, I'm 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 good dear friends with Gray Gray Griffin who's who's done um, some she was one of the she was the female Ferengi and in, in I believe episode seven I can't remember I remember, uh, the, I remember the episode though yeah yeah mm-hmm. she's she was wonderful and then uh, there's there's a whole bunch of different friends of mine who like have just popped into the episodes Eric Bauza has been in Star Trek Prodigy and he's a friend of mine so it's just really fun to see when I look at the credits to see um, some of my friends have come in and, and have played characters and I'm like hey we're on Prodigy together that's so, awesome yeah looking at your resume you've been in front of the camera and behind the mic um, do you have a medium that you enjoy any more well I love doing voiceover because it gives you the freedom to not have to be um, a character based on your looks um, going in to do voiceover you know I don't have to worry about wearing makeup or my hair or you know what I'm wearing so it's really it's really nice uh, to be able to just have that freedom and just focus on giving a performance through of your vocals I do love doing on-camera work especially when it's a character that's um, you know fun or resonates with me I, 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 I'll be shooting a sci-fi series pilot uh, in the fall in mm-hmm. November, so I'm really excited about that and looking forward to see where it goes. So, um, I was going to ask you about you know about future projects. So, um, well, that was a good segue. Then, yes, yes. Um, can you tell us a little more about that, or do you have to uh, keep it hush hush for now? It's based off of a sci-fi novel um, called Manhattan Transfer. It's already up on IMDb, and there's quite a few Star Trek actors already attached to it. So, uh, the, the premise of the sh- of the show is that. The entire city of Manhattan gets affected by aliens. Mm-hmm. So sounds like sounds like fun. <laughs> sounds like a good time, right? I know, right? I mean, you can't beat that. And um, again, I mean, your your live performance yesterday was fantastic. Thank you. Um, so you're very good at that. I'm, you know, I know a lot of the, the people at the con thought so too. Thank you so much. I love doing music. I love um, you know, music has always been one of my first loves. I got my start singing jazz and and like you know, I'm I'm from Louisiana originally, so music's always been a huge part of my life and my my culture and my upbringing. So <clears throat> being able to do songs and music that also celebrate the nerdy fandoms that I love is really special to me. And and the fact that I'm able to perform it at cons and like just provide another type of entertainment besides mm-hmm. just, you know, being behind a table or doing a panel, I'm able to like kind of do something different for people, which I, I love that I'm able to to give them a, a variety of type of, of, of programming when I'm at a con. Well, you're definitely multi-talented. Thank so, you. Um, Thank you so much. You, know, so it's, you have many different ways to entertain the fans. My voice is a little tired today. But That's understandable. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. It's been a long weekend, but it's been, it's been 100% worth it. Shortly 43, this has been such a fun... Um, convention and it i love the small sci-fi conventions um because it's like the small sci-fi fantasy fan run cons because it's like going to a family reunion instead of yeah instead of um uh one of those big corporation type cons 
that you just get swallowed up in and it's just too like too much of a crowd I totally get that I've been coming to this con for 14 years and there's people I see once or twice a year but I still consider them close friends and absolutely so yeah. t- it's like a family and and, it, 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 and, you, and the people are always so nice and cons like these it, it's really special because um, because it is fan run everyone's here to celebrate the fandoms and 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 really uh, support local artists and support you know the 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 guests and the programming so the people actually take it seriously and really want to you know celebrate the the fandoms and the franchises with you and I feel that's that's super important um, especially in you know with the way the world is right now where every you know people are just trying to be it's you know the, right now the world is very divided and people are finding things to be negative about in so many places and I feel like cons like these where everyone comes together just to enjoy life and enjoy things that they love together it's a it's a beautiful thing and you're spreading some joy and laughter by being oh good <laughs> then then achievement unlocked mission accomplished, accomplished. <laughs> thank you so much my pleasure thank you for having me And we are back. And before you go, we need to talk about this prize that has been sitting here for the past two episodes. No one has claimed. And we said, well, maybe it's the fact that people just don't collect plates anymore. Maybe. Maybe. So we thought we are going to sweeten the pot just a little bit. Right? Yes. And no one wants the plate. Yep, so no one wants the plate. Know, You're so we're gonna, we're gonna give it a chance for you to get the plate. But we also have in our in my hands right here, for those of you on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. This is Penny Johnson oh. right here from the Orville, not Star Trek, but we'll consider it a Star Trek episode. And then we also have from Enterprise this young man. And these are Autograph photos that we picked up somewhere along the line. Miles, I think you picked them up. One of the cons yeah, we were at. That, um, that was the the far point before things with COVID exploded. Yeah. So wow. these are autographs from a happier time. Yeah. So and more much happier time. time. Yeah. So these are yes, autograph so- photos. They uh, they're not they're not made out to anyone, but they can be yours if you're interested. And Dave, what do you need to do to earn these photos and the plate? You need to send us an email to get the plate, the Penny Johnson autograph photo, and the Anthony Montgomery autograph photo. You need to send an email to sci fi diner podcast at gmail.com and just tell us that uh, you know, hey, you want the free stuff. Yep. And the first, I heard you have freebies, and I want it. Yeah, right. I heard you have freebies. I want your stuff. And the first person to get the, the first email I get in the inbox wanting it, I'll be in touch with you, and we'll send it out to you. So, also with that too, don't be afraid. Send us your feedback. What do you like about the show? Your thoughts on anything we're talking about? I'll read Obviously. it on the air. Obviously, more talking like pirates. Yeah. To annoy Dave. Bonus. If bonus. If you send in an audio clip talking like a pirate directed <laughs> yeah, at Dave. You, you 
might actually go right to spam for that one. But we'll <laughs> I'll be fair. I'll be you fair. Can't, this, you can't do that. This is a show by sci-fi fans for sci-fi fans. We're all a great community. We want to hear your feedback. We want to get you involved with the program. That's how I got involved with it from the beginning. I was just talking to Scott in his classroom some mornings when I should have been working and had nothing better to do and went over and started talking to him. So I got roped in by his wife. There you go. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair enough. Fair enough. I, uh, I remember when that happened. I yeah. do. I distinctly remember having to explain to your wife that my professional email was not working and I had to have her use my personal email and I had to explain to her like where it came from because she asked where I came from and then I very sheepishly told her it was the name of my World of Warcraft character and then she was like, oh, you're a nerd. My husband's a nerd. And I was like, oh, awesome. (laughs) The rest is history. history. So thankfully, Scott allowed me to get my internship for my MSW. So thank you. There you go. Because had you not been, her husband had not been a giant nerd, I don't know that she would have accepted such an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is awesome. Yeah. And don't forget to go visit us on YouTube, like, follow, subscribe. subscribe, Yeah. You can see me making faces at my cats while we talk. Or talking like a pirate, you know? Or giving. Dave the finger for singing that Enterprise song again. <laughs> it's been a long road. Yeah. Note for the record that was Scott and not me this time. Alright. Well, with that, we probably should take us out of the show. Miles, why don't you wrap he's it up for us? I'll sing a sea shanty. Just watch. Oh. Alright. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Yar. <laughs> Go boldly. Go boldly. Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Bonnie Gordon from Star Trek Prodigy, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Dinner Podcast. Oh, whoops. I knew that. I'll do it again. Direct <laughs>